Welcome to the Heal and Grow Journey podcast. I'm Jennifer, your host, a mental health and wellness advocate, and a trauma survivor. This platform will be used to break the silence and create awareness around mental health in the Black community and in general for all people. My hope is that you will feel seen, heard, supported, and valued as we progress through the journey of healing and growing. Welcome back to the Heal and Grow Journey podcast. Thank you for listening. Hope all is well. The topic for today is self-compassion. As you all know, there is so much going on in the world right now. It's mind-blowing, for me at least. When I just really look at what's happening around us, it's definitely overwhelming at times. You know, most recently we here in the States witnessed I guess this so-called insurrection is the term that's being used, the riots at the Capitol building. I'm not going to really even try to talk politics, but, you know, I just want to, you know, acknowledge what happened because it definitely has an impact on our mental health. Just just watching these things and witnessing it on TV, it's triggering for many of us, we were already just dealing with so much. You know, the COVID situation doesn't even seem like it's it's even beginning to get any better. Um, it just really seems like it's still getting worse. It's on the rise. I was looking at an article the other day and it was talking about the vaccine and it was mentioning like a doctor in the South Florida area who was like 56 years old who got the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, and within like two weeks, um, this person passed away. And of course, you know, they're trying to say they don't know for sure if it was a correlation to the vaccine, but the person's family was stating that, you know, otherwise the person was in really good health. They didn't have any known complications or underlying health issues. So, you know, the only thing that happened within the last two weeks was that they took the vaccine. So that's still a huge question mark. That alone, I'm personally not comfortable with the vaccine situation. I don't plan on taking it, but to each their own, I'm not judging anybody, whatever you're comfortable with, you know, you got to do what's best for you. So we're dealing with that unemployment, you know, the economy, the social unrest. I mean, you know, the list just goes on. So, you know, it's like, what is this really doing to our mental health, if you allow it, you know, if if we're not protecting our peace, if we're not monitoring how long we're watching the news, if we're not monitoring, you know, how long we're engaging in conversations, you know, about these topics, it could really have a negative effect. And I'm just mentioning this because I know that's what a lot of us are dealing with. And we're dealing with it, especially, you know, I'm just going to say in, in the Black community, it's Things like this, back to like the the riots and things, you know, it's very triggering because we know that when we're watching the news and we see other protests that are taking place for people of color or anyone in the black community that lost their life to like police brutality where it was excessive force and things of that nature. And you protest for that, you know, we we know for a fact that if it were black people, the situation at Capitol Hill would have never transpired like you wouldn't even 
have had an opportunity to get that close. And, you know, I'm not promoting violence. I'm on either side, um, for sure. But it's just so, it's like a smack in the face, you know, to, to see these things and just know that, man, if it was someone that, you know, looked like me, you know, it would have been a totally different outcome. And I can't deny that that doesn't have an effect. You know, it just really can weigh on you. You know, you already know that that's the reality, but just to see it like so plain and bold in your face, it's very, um, it's just disappointing. That's the best word that I could use. With that being said, you know, some days you may not feel like your best. You may not spring out of the bed. You know, you may be at work and not be able to focus. You know, you your spirit might just be heavy because we're dealing with so much. And then you have your day to day responsibilities that are still expecting you to to show up and handle everything. So I wanted to talk about self-compassion because I feel like we really need to extend that to ourselves because there's just so much going on. And I truly believe that the root of all of this is definitely spiritual warfare. But that's a whole nother conversation (laughs) that maybe I'll do an episode on, you know, one day. But that's definitely what I believe is at the root of a lot of this chaos that um, we're experiencing in this country and just around the world in general. So back to self-compassion, what is self-compassion? I know it's very important on our heal and grow journey to be able to extend this to ourselves. So how would you define self-compassion? So I found a definition that states self-compassion is being warm and understanding towards ourselves when we suffer, fail, or feel inadequate rather than ignoring our pain or becoming critical of ourselves. That is a definition amongst many of self-compassion. I would have to say that I definitely struggle (laughs) in this area. I'm being so transparent. I have a history of being really hard on myself, very critical, very hard on myself. And it's, it's definitely not a good thing. I'm aware of it. I'm definitely aware of it. And I've gotten a lot better. There's still some room for improvement for myself. And I say that because, you know, I'll just have days where, you know, like I said, like I may just not be feeling my best or I feel very fatigued or whatever the case might be. And instead of having compassion for myself and all that's going on in the world and all like the emotional work that I'm doing on this heal and grow journey and just, you know, taking care of my responsibilities, I will start criticizing myself like, If I don't feel like doing something, I'm just like, okay, well, you know, you're being lazy right now or you're, you know, you're just, you know, you just really need to get up and do this. You know, like I I just start like saying like really like negative things to myself. Um, I can't think of all of those thoughts right now, which is a good thing. But, you know, it's definitely not anything encouraging at all. Self-compassion, you know, is something that we, I feel like we easily extend it to others. If a friend were to call you and they were having a hard day or a bad day or or it's your spouse or even one of your kids or something, it's so easy to just encourage them and be kind to them and just affirm them and all of that and help them, you know, move past whatever they're dealing with. But I feel like when it comes to ourselves, we just don't really do that. We're, We're just a lot kinder to others. And it's just not a good thing, especially while you're healing and you're doing your self-reflecting work and you're looking back at things 
in your past, maybe even behaviors and things that you're trying to unlearn, things that you were ways that you were conditioned and you're trying to, um, you know, learn new skills and, and new habits and behaviors and things. And you may look back at things that you used to do when you were like in that survival mode and you were just really trying to just make it from day to day. And you can see that, okay, the way that you were behaving or decisions that you made back then, you did it because that's all you knew and that's what you did to survive. But you can see now that it's it's really not serving you. And you may get down on yourself. You may, you know, start being super critical of your decision making in the past or, you know, mistakes and things that you've made. But um, that's why it's so important that you know, we learn how to extend self-compassion to ourselves and just let ourselves know, like, it's OK. You did the best you could at that time. When you know better, you do better. Just just the same way that you would talk to a friend and encourage them. Like, I want to get in the habit of definitely doing that for myself. And I hope that, you know, you can also benefit from that and see the value in learning how to do that if you don't already do it. So there is an author called Kristen Neff. She has a book called Self-Compassion, The Proven Power of Being Kind to Yourself. I actually have that book on Audible and I've had it for a while and I listened to it once before and then I kind of just brought it back up most recently and I've been listening to it again and it's really a good book. I would definitely recommend it for anyone that kind of wants to just educate themselves more on the whole self-compassion concept. Kristen also has an article where she talks about like the five myths associated with self-compassion. And here they are. The first one is self-compassion is a form of self-pity. The second one is self-compassion means weakness. The third is self-compassion will make me complacent. The fourth is self-compassion is narcissistic. And the fifth is self-compassion is selfish. So those are all myths when it comes to self-compassion. I can honestly say that number three, self-compassion will make me complacent, is probably one that I've been guilty of entertaining. I know it's not true, but like I was saying earlier, you know, when I start to extend self-compassion to myself, then I'll like start criticizing myself at the same time (laughs) and and say, you know, you're lazy or you're this or you're that, you know, and you're not doing this or you're not doing that, you know, you've not done enough being super critical because I I guess the fear is that, yeah, like I don't want to be complacent. You know, that's definitely a fear of mine. So I feel like, okay, where's the balance there? But um, it's not the same thing. Like extending self-compassion to yourself is not going to make you complacent. It's really just extending love. It's self-love. It's really the same thing as self-love, which we all deserve and we all should know how to extend that to ourselves. So it's definitely not going to make you complacent. It's definitely not self-pity. It's not weakness. And it's certainly not narcissistic. In that book that I mentioned, The Proven Power of Being Kind to Yourself, She talks about like healthy self-esteem and unhealthy self-esteem. And so narcissism is more on the unhealthy self-esteem side. So she compares and contrasts like self-compassion to self-esteem. And she actually leans more towards self-compassion. But you'll have to get the book so that you can fully understand 
what I'm referencing, but it's really good. So those are some of the things that she mentions in the book. In addition to that, I came across an article in Psychology Today that talks about five ways to practice self-compassion. So these are just some tips on what you can do to actually start engaging in this and doing it for yourself. So the first one is practice forgiveness. So learning how to forgive yourself. So that kind of goes back to what I was saying. Like when you look back in your past and you might think about like a mistake or a decision or something that you did in the past that you realize now, you know, just wasn't, you wish you could take it back maybe even, but, um, you know, you're still holding on to that deep down and maybe beating yourself up about it. Um, and I know some mistakes are bigger than others and some have, you know, bigger consequences than others. But at the end of the day, it's important that you learn how to forgive yourself. I think we put a lot of focus on forgiving others, but it's just as important to forgive yourself. So that's an example of self-compassion is forgiving yourself. Another way that you can practice self-compassion is employing a growth mindset. So that one is really good. A growth mindset is just your perspective on things. You know, when things happen, just looking at it from a different perspective, looking at it like being more optimistic, seeing the opportunity in things, maybe the opportunity to just learn a lesson and things of that nature. So it's definitely a mindset. So if you can do that and just kind of like just look on the brighter side of things really that's another way that you can practice self-compassion also gratitude expressing gratitude is another way finding the right level of generosity that's a good one as well and I think what they mean in that example is the concept of giving we talk about giving to other people all the time and the importance of you know giving to others but what do you really give to yourself just making sure that you're prioritizing yourself when it comes to giving and whatever that looks like for you you know maybe it even is financial maybe you need to just save more for yourself and for your own personal needs and things like that but just making sure that you're not giving to the point where you're not even in that equation. So just make sure you put yourself in your giving equation. So that's another way to practice self-compassion. And the fifth example is be mindful, less self-judgment. So yeah, just not being as critical. Stop judging yourself. You know, you're enough. Affirm yourself. Affirmations are really good. I've been back on my affirmation game, just trying to really take the time to embed that in my even if it's my subconscious mind. So I listen to affirmations like a lot of times when I'm sleeping because it will kind of seep into your subconscious mind. It's just really helpful. It really makes a difference. I prefer to just listen to them as I sleep versus saying affirmations out loud. I will say them. Sometimes I'll do them in the mirror and stuff. But for me, it seems to work best when I just kind of like listen to them, like maybe like 30 minutes before I go to bed and then as I fall asleep. So that's pretty helpful for me. But that's an example of self-compassion and just loving on yourself, being kind to yourself, taking care of yourself. You know, these are all important things that we overlook. I know I do, and I'm quick to extend that to everyone else. But it's important to do that for yourself. Very important to do that for yourself, because, again, you can't pour from an empty cup. So you need to fill up your own cup and you need to be kind to yourself. So self-compassion is critical in that process. 
So back to emotional work and emotional labor. On this journey, it entails doing a lot of inner work. The whole process of, you know, going back and looking at any like unresolved trauma or issues that you may have and learning how to process that, maybe speaking to a therapist or whatever your particular process looks like. It can be very draining emotionally. That will then make you feel fatigued. So I just really wanted to talk about that because it's a thing. (laughs) It really is a thing. I even had to like switch around at times. I had to like switch around like my therapy sessions because I would go into like a therapy session and, you know, we would be talking about all this heavy, deep stuff and it will bring up all these different emotions and things. And then I would, you know, after like the 50 minutes is up, you know, close to an hour, then I would just like have to go back to work. (laughs) Um, And this was like, like, especially when I was like in the office. So I would like go and like sit in my car and do like this session with the therapist. And then I would just go back to work. And it is not easy to just turn everything off like that. It's like, okay, you bring up these emotions and then now you're like suppressing everything again so that you can go back to work. And it's really not healthy to do that. But anyways, my point is it's exhausting and you'll feel very tired. And so for a while, I, you know, I would just feel tired and I was just really beating myself up and being very critical because of the amount of fatigue that I would experience. And my therapist had to like point that out to me, like, this is why, like what you're doing, like this is, it's emotional work and it is going to make you feel tired because you're really doing the inner work for real. Um, You know, it's not surface level, like you're really going deep and you're digging deep and you're pulling up things at the root, which is good, you know, because this is healing. But don't overlook, you know, why you're tired. So I had to keep reminding myself of that and then extending that self-compassion to myself because I'm like, you need to do this. You could be doing this. You should be doing that. And then I'll just go take a nap or I'll sleep in or, you know, whatever the case might be. I just wanted to put that out there because if you really do start like digging deep and doing some of this heavy lifting, I wanted to set a realistic expectation that if you all of a sudden start feeling (laughs) more tired than usual is normal, you know, and that may be a contributing factor. I'm still like taking vitamins, but I am, I need to be more consistent with like juicing or drinking smoothies and things. Again, I I was doing it for a while and then I kind of fell off. So I need to pick that back up because I know that will help with my um, energy levels. But just wanted to mention that because again, This is why it's just so important to have that self-compassion and be kind to yourself because, you know, we're all doing the best that we can. And we're doing all this in addition to all this craziness going on around us. So it's taxing. It's very taxing. And, you know, some days you just may not be okay. You may not feel okay, And that's okay. I was scrolling on like social media and I saw a post about Kyrie Irving, um, the basketball player, and that he took a mental health day like he was just like he's not playing in the game he took a mental health day and I was like you know good for him I don't know the details but he was like he's taking a mental health day and that's exactly what he called it so that's self-compassion you know he realized that he has a need and he gave himself what he needed so that's definitely an example of self-compassion so you know even if you're working from home right now If you need to take a mental health day, do that. Do what you need to do for yourself so that you can 
feel better and be be your best self. All of that falls under the self-compassion umbrella. All right, I don't want to drag this one out too long. So that's all I have for today. If you need to contact me, I can be reached via email at healinggrowjourneypodcast at gmail.com. If you have not done so already, please write a review on Apple Podcasts if you enjoy listening to Heal and Grow Journey. I would greatly appreciate the support. In addition, please follow the Heal and Grow Journey Instagram page at Heal and Grow Journey. Please like and follow the Heal and Grow Journey podcast Facebook page and the Heal and Grow Journey podcast Twitter page. Until next time, take care.